Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer and one of our journey editors. It's LK Ortiz. Oh, so glad to be here, Emma, and just appreciate um, your invite to come here and discuss First Kings 2. I'm so glad you're here, LK, and I know that you have a really fun story, given that this is the Join the Journey podcast, and would love for you to share how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your world today. Absolutely. So um, just to give a little backstory, I grew up with some amazing grandparents who really reflected the love of Christ in every way that they lived. They loved each other. They loved their neighbors. And um, they just cared for me so deeply. And it reflected God's love um, fully and completely. And then when I was nine, my grandfather passed away. And I went to go live with my parents. And within a year, they were divorced. And uh, I was young and had to start working full time to help my mom. And um, it was incredibly difficult to try to uh, juggle taking my brother and sister to school. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, we didn't have electricity or food in the pantry. And um, I had believed this you know, if I worked hard, that everything was going to be okay and the Lord would take care of me. And I can remember praying one day in the car for food. Mm-hmm. And when that prayer was not answered, um, I began to believe that Christianity must be a fairy tale and became an atheist. And so fast forward to my early 20s, uh, 20 years old, I started working at a animation studio here in Dallas. So fun. And uh, it was fun because I was the only female. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Surrounded by a whole bunch of Aggies. And they had the giant ping pong table in the middle of the room and would just um, horribly beat me every day at this game <laughs> and humble me. Um, and that was the Lord just humbling me every second that I walked in those doors. Uh, but the great thing about that was that the company was owned by a Watermark member. Hmm. And unbeknownst to me, um, they could see that my life was not reflective of our Lord and was falling apart and uh, knew that I was not following Him and would just ask me questions about life. And I did see that there was a difference in their life. There was so much peace and so much joy. And so one day they invited me to come to church with them. Mm. But the church was in a school. Okay, back in the Lake Highlands days. Yes, and so that was terrifying to me. thought that was a little shady, and so I thought, I'm good. So they invited me to listen online and to read these devotionals called Join the Journey. Yeah, they did. And so that was back in 2005. And so every day I would come to work, and I would print out these devotionals, and I was very—the um, first thing that stood out to me were the testimonies of the believers. Hmm. And to be honest, I didn't even get down to the devotional um, and maybe in the first six months because I was so in awe of the authenticity 
of the stories and the transformation. And I felt closer and closer to every single person at Watermark through these stories. And eventually, as I read the transformations, I began to work through the scripture. And that began to go deep into my heart Hmm. and then go into the discussion questions and really start asking myself, um, why do I not believe? And what I learned was that I was not an atheist because of anything that disproved that God was real. I was an atheist because of those cries for help that I felt were unheard by the Lord. But in reality, it was just a deep hurt of the poverty that I had experienced as a Mm. child. And so um, as I began to learn about Christianity, I was reminded more and more of um, the love of my grandparents. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if God is anything like the love that I saw in them, then I want to be a part of that. And so before even stepping foot into the audience or in, into the auditorium. Yes. Um, I gave my life to Christ and wow. um, came to work the next day and told my boss. And I said, what do I do next? Hmm. And he said, how about you join me and my family this next Sunday? And so uh, the next Sunday came on down. Blake Holmes was uh, preaching his sermon, <laughs> much younger than he is uh-huh. now. <laughs> um, and um, just got to spend an incredible journey of being here from um, 2005 to 2014. And then um, went to go live in Oklahoma for about a decade to help care for Penn's, my husband's parents, who are both with the Lord now. And then God miraculously just called us back here with Ben being on staff um, about a year ago. So fun. So, it's so fun. I'm glad you're here. And you serve as an editor. I do. So I'm. it is very um, full circle moment to serve on the Joy and the Journey team. And um, I can just see God's hand over all of that. I love it. Well, LK, I'm so glad you're here. How do you feel about jumping into the text now? You ready for it? Yeah, sounds great. All right. So 1 Kings 2. Let me ask you this. What stood out to you as you read this passage and studied it? You know, it's very interesting because when I wrote this, um, I was actually dealing with the death of my mother-in-law. It recently happened. And so when I was picturing Solomon by his father's bedside, um, it was a very real moment for me of all the grief and the feeling that when this person is gone— that I must now move forward mm-hmm. and carry forward without them. Mm-hmm. And so um, we have to remember that these are real people. And uh, I love David's words to his son. And now looking back at this, I don't know if you guys know, but I actually have a um, movement disorder, which is terminal. And so um, constantly thinking of the things that I can impart into my children um, with my time here on earth that the Lord grants me. And so um, reading David's advice of wanting him to remember the promises of our Lord, to follow his commands and his statutes, what better advice can a father leave his son? And it's so interesting because David is so Um, important in the Bible. There's so many stories, but there's only two verses given on his passing, which is 
exactly who he is because he was humble and he understood that it was the Lord that was working through him. And so, um, yeah, and so that is the first part. And then the second part goes into very detailed instructions that his father leaves him on— Super detailed and super long. <laughs> yes, on how to neutralize some situations that— Great, nice way of putting it. <laughs> that were a threat to um, not just Solomon's kingdom, but we have to really think that to God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was to be a kingdom of peace. And so for peace to come about— um, these things needed to happen, and um, David uh, saw this as being the best way for that to come about, to fulfill the promise in Second Samuel 7, where the Messianic King, which is our Lord, um, would come through David's line. I love it. How do you, as we wrap up here, how do you live differently because of what you read in chapter 2? What's the application? Oh, man, it is the— that God just will fulfill His promises to us. And those promises don't stop in First Kings. The entire Bible, um, you know, especially the New Testament, that we have a God who is faithful and is with us. He sent His Son who can fully forgive our sins um, and that we can come back to in full honesty and transparency mm-hmm. every single day and just confess to Him like David and just pour our hearts out to Him Um, And that we have hope because it says in Revelations that there will be no more tears. Mm -hmm. And He will come back and He will have a perfect kingdom. Um, And that is the hope that we can live for, that this time here is just temporary. And we have a Father who fulfills His promises. That's right. Okay. Thank you for being here, for sharing faithfully. I'm proud of you, encouraged by you. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.